Let's All right, you asked for All it. All right, here we go. <laughs> and let's get ready to nightcaps at the theater. Oh, I see what you did there. I don't. I see I, he, that guy, that like old gray-haired guy, who's been on. Let's t- get like, ready Toyota to commercials home! or like right? Kia commercials yeah. recently. So I don't. I had it stuck in my or, head. Like, let's uh, get ready to win big at the New York Jersey Lottery, uh, and it's now one hundred million dollars. No, that's Your what I know. Sunday, Sunday, Raceway Park. Raceway yeah. Park. Yeah. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. Oh, really? It doesn't exist anymore. Me neither. No. Oh no. man. Well, maybe it died in a horrible fire, Matt. <laughs> it died the, the way it lived. Did, did, yeah. Hold on. I don't know if it's the same. No, it's probably different. But did anyone ever get to see Truckosaurus? Yes, I did. Damn. And oh, it wasn't, I, I really wasn't a fan for it. Oh. So it's like, it's just a big truck. What I've, is everyone doing here? I've always wanted to see just metal, like uh, crushing other oh, metal. So it's and not an actual dinosaur. It doesn't have like arms or anything. It's just a big truck. Eh. That's false advertisement. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> but it's just kind of a big truck. <laughs> I want to uh. see Bumblebee in real life. <laughs> I don't know if you, if you go around Elizabeth, New Jersey, mm-hmm. which may or may not be where I live. Yeah, <coughs> you uh, you see enough truckosauruses in your lifetime. I saw I passed by this huge pickup truck that had like side view mirrors that extended like <laughs> between like the whole length of the street. Wow, from one house to the other, wow. almost knocked my head off. One Elizabeth oh. town block, right? Oh my mm-hmm. god! I I was in uh, Pennsylvania not last week, but a few weeks ago. Uh, and I saw the my first like big monster truck rally, and the people outside there just you popped your monster truck cherry. No, 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 I I, I didn't go. I, I drove past it, but the people, oh, okay, the people coming. It seemed like the people were having <laughs> fun. The people, if I could call them that, coming out of their like four by fours were just the biggest people I've ever seen. Like, biggest, like like, like uh, these people, like, like the Futurama but, Amazonian women. It, no, not like that. I'm talking of like they eat mayonnaise out of the jar oh, once no. every day. This is the, what it would well, look that's like. That's those Pennsylvania folk. No offense, Pennsylvania folk <laughs> listeners. Hey, that's not fair. <laughs> this, right? this is a very geographic specific. <laughs> we get really nuanced with where we're located oh, at. Man. But oh. anyway, this is uh, Nightcaps at the Theater and a Moose Bouche episode. Yeah, that's right. March 16th, 2019? Yeah, but it'll probably go up. <laughs> when, when did that happen? You think we're going to post three episodes in a day? It'll probably go oh, shit, up the true. next week, which well, is. I mean, we're not doing anything plus else. Plus seven, carry the three, <laughs> the 26? No, 23rd, 23rd. Yeah, let's not 23rd. make any promises. Yeah. <laughs> no, either. But it'll, no. it'll be up a week after, yeah, so knows? our pop culture will be a week behind. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's well, us. that's how we make up ahead. for lost time when we can't reconvene. So, yeah. Like, yeah. doing this right now, it's like, oh, wow, we can not meet for, like, two weeks. And, like, <laughs> shh, don't give away our secrets. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Who's here at my table? We've, we've actually recorded a year's worth of episodes yeah. in one sitting. Yeah. We're just that caught up on pop oh. culture that we're just slightly behind, right? <laughs> we just go. assume. We go, we fill in our little... Uh, <laughs> Whatever yeah. it's called, the the Mad Libs were like we Roseanne <laughs> said blank on Twitter. Oh, we got it. There we go. Not that difficult. That's the beauty of life. It's a cycle. Yeah. So everything that's happened Wouldn't before be will happen if she again. Said something like that though. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be? Uh, who's at my table? Who's oh, here? of course, I am uh, Matt Cabrera. Wait, do I normally say that? You yeah, usually yeah. give a funny name beforehand. Oh. Uh, I... <laughs> I, we always put you on spot. My, my so name bad. is uh, Matt 
Join this Facebook group. I lost all your numbers. Cabrera. Uh, uh, I'm Midnight Checkout Queen, Jonathan Kwiatkowski. I'm uh, Luck of the Irish, uh, Mark Zebro Jr. Ooh. And speaking of Irish, uh, it's the day before St. Paddy's Day, everybody. Oh, the night you said my wife was fat, I knocked you down and shit in your hat. I thought the movie Brave was... Subpar. That was Scottish. Uh, you know. So I, I would I would say to commemorate St. Patty's Day. Are any of us Irish by chance, Matt? You're obviously. I'm very. No. This he's, red he's 100% hair. He's no. uh, red and pale. No, but oh, I yeah. can do a lovely brogue. Well, I uh, my my job just happened to you know like give us a, a few brewskis uh, uh, for St. Patty's Day. So better be Guinness. I I, I, I brought some yeah, uh, some Guinness for you. Right. It's, it's canned Guinness, so it's terrible. But yeah, uh, it's Guinness true. and pizza. Nice. That's should, my life. It should be okay. So I figure we all just crack one open yeah. uh, for the special uh, commemoration. Thank you. I bet we go <laughs> not near the mixer. <laughs> let's see if we can uh, time. Let's see if we can time it. All right. Uh, one, two. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope that's really picking up the good solid audio. <laughs> All right, not near the mixer, but we did it I somehow. Usually, when you when you tap it, it, it the, the suds won't come up as good. But Thanks, teacher. Oh, <laughs> now I know. You. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, it's okay. I'll clean Ooh. up this shit. Yeah, this Don't is more, more delicate than I thought. <laughs> but who are you? Did you say? <laughs> oh, yeah, you I'm did. The luck of the Irish. Oh, Mark Zebra too Jr. drunk to even remember. Anyways, Uh-oh. amuse Bush. Let's get started. The agenda is as follows. First thing, bang, bang. The gavel goes down. TV court. Yeah, I wouldn't see any TV. I did. Yeah? I can go if you want. Go ahead. Uh, well, first, uh, some uh, TV news. Uh Happy's coming back for season mm. two. Hey. Uh, you know, I've already talked about it before. Watching uh, season one, <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's hilarious. It's like it feels like live action South Park. It, it takes itself too seriously for for all the right reasons, and okay. I think it's I think it's hysterical. So um, I'm happy that it got renewed for a second season. So I'll be catching up with that. Uh, I started watching uh, a show that used to be on Sci Fi. Just speaking as that's because Happy's also on Sci Fi. Oh, is it SmackDown? No, it is not SmackDown. <laughs> SmackDown. Uh, the Expanse. I watched the first couple episodes of this. That's uh, me after a few drinks. The yeah. Expanse. There you oh, go. They moved it off sci-fi? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Here, here's the news. So, um, has it, have you guys watched any of the show? Do you know anything no, about it? I've heard good things. I never know what the two of you were ever talking about. <laughs> yeah, so, so this so this is a, based on a book series. A lot of people... A book? You said? <laughs> yeah. Wait, I read yes. a book. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> get the, the people, uh, before I watched this, kind of described it as like... The space version of Game of Thrones. Oh, then I really don't care. I mean, it, I mean, well, the way they describe. It, now, hold on. It's it's more like you're following multiple characters across three different settings. That that's okay. why it, it does that. So so a D and D session gone awry. Them uh, uh, these characters almost sort of aligning themselves further down once the episodes have these culminate. books been finished or is there a Mirian not I, problem you shut your I dirty have, mouth I haven't, done, I haven't done enough research they might be I think there's maybe three or four I can't say for sure um, okay. there you go a little, little I, rhyme I could count ah. up to that uh, but uh, no my brother introduced it to me uh, just like offhand uh, I watched the first couple episodes and it's not bad I mean as far as sci-fi show standards go it's got pretty good uh, animation uh Animation. Effect of, well, like you know, like <laughs> oh, special C- effects. CGI, yeah, a, a lot of that sort. I just, I, I was, I was thinking maybe this wasn't the show I was thinking about. Uh, yeah. I think the first three seasons, uh, the show ha- has a lot of praise. It's got a lot of fans. 
when they were trying to renew it for its fourth season on Sci-Fi, the producers were like, "We need this amount of money to keep the show going," and the showrunners were like, "We don't have this money," and so the show got canceled. But Amazon Prime managed to pick it up, and so I believe season four right now is. Uh, on there with the rest of uh, seasons one, two, and three. Oh, okay. So, uh, I, I, I like that. I like how, you know, the fans and, like, the people behind the show really were invested in it, and uh, and that's where, you know, I, I like when it happens. You know, the yeah. same thing happened with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and mm-hmm. there po- might be a few other shows that might happen mm-hmm. with that. Oh, and with down the Chuck, line. baby. Yeah. Chuck yeah, was really? always on the bubble. Yeah, it was. Ooh. It was, like, <laughs> literally in a threat of cancellation, I think, for four of its five seasons. You and my grandma, biggest fans of Chuck <laughs> that I've ever seen well, Come before. on, Zachary Levi. I've never I mean, liked, I like him, but... That, for me, was his breakout role. I don't yeah. know if he did stuff before that, yeah. but... I've never seen an episode, but people have always told me to watch. It's fun. It's, like, you know, it's not super serious. It won't change your life, but it's a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of a relic of its time as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, next show, uh, BoJack. I'm oh. catching up with hey. it finally. I, I finished, Still not there yet. <laughs> I finished season two uh, yesterday. Oh. I'm now in the middle of season three. and I was Oh, like, so I am caught up with you because I'm at like, season three, I think. So. And I, I was like, I, it's been so long since I first watched uh, season one. <laughs> you and, forgot. And then I was like, like oh, it's season three. I'm, like, I'm right here. And then I'm like, oh, shit, there's seasons four and five. Oh, yeah. So I got a long ways to go. Oh, but, but for uh, me, they go by in a... Like, in a flash they do you know mm-hmm. like I, I i only need to spend so much time with like when it comes to a season i guess with this now and i can finish a season with between like two and a half days so and then nice. i'm right on to the next one that's awesome so i uh, love that show it's it is sad in a, in a lot of ways <laughs> it's it's the best sad comedy i've ever watched i would say and, yeah. and i did and i mm-hmm. it's a show where it's like it doesn't need to keep me laughing to keep myself invested in it because yeah. a lot of it's you know it's centered around humor and in jokes and pop culture references mm-hmm. to keep you a little bit on edge and stuff like that. I mean, the last episode I watched was specifically set in in 2007, mm-hmm. and like it, they were just <laughs> using all these references, but it was for the fact of like keeping that joke going. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're in 2007. Remember all this stuff? Or yeah, to make and so I I like that. That joke. Bojack handles its like gimmicks really it well. It really does. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel like so oversaturated. No. It's it's very, very clever when it's writing. And when it really hits home, like with some of those like really like oh like gut wrenching moments, <laughs> it really does. And I listen, oh yeah. This might be Will Arnett's best uh role. performance or yeah. role, oh, yeah. whatever yeah. next to Lego Batman. Yeah, I agree. that's what I was just gonna mention, and, Lego and, Batman. And, and, and Job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and Job. He, yeah, he does have quite a few under his belt. Yeah. Iconic like, uh, I, his voice I, is very good. I oh, I always feel Oh sad. in the Reese's commercials. Oh yeah. Sorry, I Reese's had to say yeah, Oh you haven't you haven't heard him on the latest Reese's commercials. great. but yeah, I feel sad for Will Arnett sometimes because he was in the boat for so long and it because it had to do with like his divorce with a uh, uh, um, it happens uh, Amy Poehler, Amy Poehler. Yeah. and uh, and so he kept doing all these like pilot seasons that just it weren't happens. doing you it. Gotta find yeah. yourself, right? And it was just one after the other. I'm like, oh man, please let this one work. And then now it's 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 got high acclaim. The, the oh, season yeah. six, I imagine, uh, co- uh, yeah, hopefully out the September soon. probably. So uh, yeah, you know, I I can't wait to keep watching more of it. Uh, <laughs> Other than that, uh, oh yeah, I found out I'm in the show as well. There's there was a random episode <laughs> where like he like they're not random, but it's important. But like a moment where he's just describing one of his episodes that he used to be on, like horsing around, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and then he describes his, uh, he when he had to pretend that like he was a president for one season, mm-hmm. I guess. Okay, and then yeah. his sec his sec- secretary of defense or something like that was like 
Secretary Zebro oh, or something go. like that. Where it's uh. like, oh, there! I love these little moments when people can just acknowledge my name without really <laughs> finding out who I am. Yeah. So nice. there you go. <laughs> yep. And uh, yep. Yeah, so that's it. I just All right. Hot take. Oh, yeah. and uh, one more show. I oh. just want to talk about. Uh, the Umbrella Academy. Oh, you oh, and yeah. my preteen schoolgoers. <laughs> now I, I'm not harping on this, uh, Mr. K. Have you watched Umbrella Academy? I'm like, yeah. My favorite one is the the one who, like, you know, does that thing, and they're like, oh, Klaus. I'm like, yeah, Klaus, that one. For the longest time, I was confusing this, like, as it was coming out with the Umbrella Corporation yeah. or the Umbrella From Resident Company. Evil. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like, so we got a Resident Evil show coming out. <laughs> there you go. No. Uh, but go on. But yeah, um, I thought it was just, it was like a, a fine show. You know, I can't... <laughs> it was I, a fine show. I can't really find anything bad to say about it. I mean, right? it, it was just kind of what it was. I think there's some pretty strong characters on it. A lot of uh, really nice, diverse dynamics, I think, in terms of like who it's dealing with. So I don't, I don't know if you guys know what the show's about. It's essentially if like... Not really. The, it, the guy on Hulu try, I mean on Netflix tries to <laughs> give, you, give right? me the elevator pitch every time right? I log in. Every time in. you yeah. log in. So it's about like essentially like a, it feels like the X-Men because it's like six ki- six seven kids who were born at the same time and uh, uh and they were taken in by this eccentric billionaire. Oh, this sounds like Sense8 to me. I, it, Without the sex. Uh, I, also, I should also mention this is based off a Dark Horse comic book. Boo. I I I've yet to read it, so I, I can't Good. say, I can't compare anything does to it. Does one read comic books or does one, you know, glance at them? <laughs> I mean, depends on who you are. I don't know. Some idiot, maybe. I think we'd be two different people then. Uh, but, no, like, uh, they... They they grew up with just like high acclaim, but they they grew up very like fucked up. Essentially, they're 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 like the fucked up X Men. Essentially, raised by an eccentric billionaire. If, the, if of course you're gonna be fucked. If up. you took a page out of Logan, like the movie Logan, and right. but centered it, centered it around the core X Men. Oh, then, then <laughs> you that's, that's what you would have gotten. Like a more like because like, remember that moment in Logan. Uh, mm-hmm. John, did you watch this? We both saw it together. Okay, me and Matt, so okay. Matt and yeah, I. That is true. Yeah. Where uh, <laughs> Wolverine's clones looking through has all these comic books of like mm-hmm. the X Men Adventures. Like it's, yeah. it, this didn't happen like this. So and he's like cursing her out or whatever. It's like like your heroes are are frauds. Yeah, okay. it's essentially what this is. Or it's like you're expanding on that kind of premise. Yeah. And it, it feels like a good CW show at times. Okay. Like, uh, see, then like, no. That you can, I know. I, fits yeah, right that's an the, oxymoron fits, right, right there. It's right in the air. Good CW show? Come it, on. It's, hey, Crazy Ex Girlfriend. There's a good central premise that drags on, but like in a really good way that works, uh, especially how you develop these these characters as well, especially the characters that, that, that surround them. Um, there's only really two big name actors on it, uh, um, Ellen Page and Mary J. Blige, mm. oh, which no both clue. are fantastic. I didn't know Ellen Page or Mary yeah, J. Blige. I didn't know was either of them was in. Yeah. It. Oh. I mean, they're not. I didn't sh- see them in the trailers. They're they're not shown as frequently because the, uh, the, their budget. <laughs> I, no, 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 no. Well, like in the trailers, in. yeah. In the show, they're like they're in every episode. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, and they are like core central characters. Hmm. Uh, but no, I, uh, the the show kept kept my attention. I liked. Everything that was going on, some of the mystery that goes on, and and eh, if it gets picked up for season two, I'm I'm kind of uh, itching to see what they where they go with it. So interesting. Nice. So yeah, yeah, that's my that's my TV thing. All right. Cool. Bang bang. Who's next? Yeah, I guess I'll open up the briefcase. Mm. Uh, just one uh, exhibit, Your Honor. Oh, only one. Mm. Uh, this is uh, Killing Eve. Killing oh, Eve. Hey, we've heard of it, right? Sandra. We've... Oh. Yep. 
<laughs> this you is a know. first for me. Sandra oh. oh, you already know. Yes. But uh, have you seen it? No. no. I've seen a few uh, like a few clips. Okay. I'm familiar with the premise, and I love me some Sandra Oh. So. Well, this is, you know, it's been getting a lot of buzz since the Golden Globes, ago. maybe some Emmys and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, it's a BBC America show. I didn't even know that. Yes. <laughs> and didn't know that much. Uh, that uh, can currently be watched on Hulu. That's how I'm getting into it. it. Yeah, the whole season. Well, I think the season's like eight episodes. I know I'm, what I'm doing. I finished three, I believe, and uh, the second season's coming next month, like April seventh. So you know, get on it if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it. Uh, this show, I would say, it's pretty good. Uh, it it was recommended to me by a friend who raved about just so many elements in it, like mm-hmm. the, the the acting, especially. Uh, writing, of course. I would say I'm not quite there yet on her level of uh, appreciation for it, but uh, you know, I've still got more than half a season to go, and I'll admit there's a lot to like. It is stylish. It is smartly written. It's uh, the music choices are fantastic. There's a lot of '60s French pop. Ooh. It takes place all throughout Europe, Ooh. or you know, I don't know if they really film in all these locations, but it's set in various countries and you get a lot of languages a lot of subtitles you know all stuff that's up my alley uh the characters are the show's bread and butter killing eve uh, pretty i guess self-explanatory premise killing <laughs> adam and eve come on they uh, they get uh, it's that's referenced a little bit of but course. only until uh it doesn't or it takes until episode three for that to actually happen mm. now eve is the character played by sandra O, oh, um and there is an assassin on the loose yeah. In, uh, in Europe, this is somebody who's been operating for like 20 years. Nobody knows who uh, they are. Uh, spoiler, it's a woman. Uh, that's kind of a bit of a debate in the mm-hmm. first episode. Mm-hmm. So nobody knows uh, who this person is, why she's doing it. But nobody knows anything about her. And then eventually, uh, you know, there's like a task force task force led, uh, set up to uh, find her. And she is just very adept at her job and she's really smart she knows how to outsmart people there's a lot of um deaths some of which are a little eh, maybe not as artsy as anything you get on hannibal by far but you know they're shot pretty nicely all right um and i think there's like at least one death every episode some uh, <laughs> are comedic some are just played straight but it's it's a good premise it reminds me a lot of I mean, the premise itself is very basic. It reminds me a lot of, like, Death Note, of huh. course, with okay. uh, two... Which one? Uh, the <laughs> animated show. The anime. Nice save there. Of course. Of course. I haven't seen the, the movie. The Just goblin. checking. I <laughs> As I, I slink back no. into the corner of the room. <laughs> I haven't even seen the second half of the anime actually just the first why half. it's so good i know i, just, I could see that's why baby's first anime it, it, one it, of feels, those things. it feels like a finite ending that's emo's first anime what are <laughs> you doing one of those things i just <laughs> never finished up Ugh. but uh, it reminds me of that it reminds me of sherlock holmes you know okay. that kind of uh, moriarty like new sherlock no, specifically like moriarty it feels like new sherlock to me right newest sherlock yeah, yeah. just the whole uh, the relationship Sher- between those sherlock two. and holmes um Ugh. Not that new. <laughs> I mean, uh, like, better better baby de, de, de butch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds you know, right. I, That's about right, right? That's how you pronounce his name. I get some uh, Tom and Jerry vibes from it. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to say it. It's, it's, a, it's a cat and mouse adventure. Uh, also itchy and scratchy. <laughs> yeah, oh, Sorry, we're going to keep this big oh, Actually, probably goodness. more itchy and scratchy than Tom and Jerry. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, no, I, I recommend it so far. I'll be sure to update you once I've finished it up. But it is a show that... 
you know, when I watch it, when I finish an episode, I'm itching to watch more. Hmm. It is uh, kind of addicting. Interesting. I just, I want to know what happens. Does Eve get killed? <laughs> I, Why don't you stay tuned to I, I just, I can't see it getting another season with Eve no longer being in the picture. So, uh, yeah. I just, I want to know. It's such a basic premise and I feel like it, they could do so much with it. Mm. But yeah, it's very smartly written. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Is what that you your got? TV court? Oh yeah, you got to slam the gavel, oh. so I know to bring my court case into session, uh, right? Exhibit A is closed. Uh, right. Exhibit B is non-existent. Your Honor, <laughs> I got a lot of TV to talk about this week and nothing else. So, first off, Project Runway season seventeen. Oh, it's Lord. back on Bravo, and it's interesting. The budget is huge. I want to know what kind of HD cameras they're using this season because you could see every pore on every living being. <laughs> in this show I mean Project Shot Runway IMAX yeah Project Runway is like a guilty pleasure for me because mm. every time I like an outfit on Project Runway I'm like oh that's nice it should win and it's always like in the bottom and I'm like I, I guess I just don't know fashion then but it, it's just interesting it's another reality fashion competition and I feel like this is the harshest one on television because like these guys work real hard for <laughs> like making an outfit in like one day so many hours and then they get just you're out, bye. Like, they get a kiss from the, the fabulous judge that isn't Heidi Klum, but another mm. model. And then hey, they're on least, their merry way. At least you could sell that outfit or dress or whatever it is afterwards. And that's the if new it's... premise of this season, though. Oh, really? You really, you really can't. But this season, um, they're giving, like, these challenges where they will sell them immediately online afterwards. But <laughs> uh, they're giving America a voting section where they vote on their favorite outfit. Look and then that. America's favorite and the judge's favorite will both be sold and produced hmm. right after the show. I should be a producer on this thing. Yeah. I don't really know how that works. And well, they've done that in past. I mean, they had 16 seasons to get. <laughs> they tried um, everything. They, <laughs> they've literally done everything but um it's good i yeah. think i respect it and i'm glad it's back on bravo even All though right. i hate bravo as a network but that's an opinion hey you, they used to show what like operas and things like that right bravo <laughs> i think so i don't know what that's you're why talking it's called about. bravo i'm talking about pbs that's i mean no that's i'm pretty sure bravo used to be dedicated to like you know like classic theater and things like that you're jaded no i, I, I swear yeah, a fount of lies, that's what you are. Um, anyway, speaking of good TV, I have um, RuPaul's Drag Race Season 11. Gotcha there, it's not really good TV. But it's back again, and um, I'm going to mention it every week. So this week's challenge contained um, making an evangelical television group devoted to one of uh, pop culture's famous divas. One group chose Britney Spears, the other group chose Mariah Carey. Okay. And it was the best acting challenge I've seen in a long time, as opposed to the worst, and in addition, the worst acting challenge. <laughs> One team did so horribly, in fact, that first time in this show's 11 plus seasons, including All Stars, there was a six way lip sync between the losing team, which. <laughs> Sounds as chaotic as it is. Oh, uh, as we know in this show, if you get eliminated, you have to lip sync for your life. And Rue deems you safe for, you know, sachet away or Shantae you stay. And, you know, that six-way lip sync might have been this show jumping the shark just a little bit. But this... <laughs> only one person uh, Only one person, home. which is why okay. we were a little bit offended by it. We think, like, <laughs> send home three. There's a lot this season. There's 16 plus yeah. people to get rid of. Yeah, they got a contractual obligation for these And you know there's episodes. always someone coming back. and <laughs> That's true. You know, that just gives me another week that I have to be tuned in on a Thursday night at 11 o'clock when this show is over. Mm. Uh, but it's great. I think the season is uh, much better than I was expecting it to be. Nice. So I guess that's a plus. Um, at Home with Amy Sedaris is my next topic. 
really catch up with it. I think Amy Sedaris is a national treasure. Oh, uh, I have to. Most recent episode had Justin Thoreau from Mulholland Drive. Oh, yeah, I love him. Um, from The Leftovers. Maniac, The Leftovers, yes, playing a ghost seaman in Amy Sedaris's, uh closet that's also an interior decorator oh he's and a, the he's, two fall he's in a love sea man yes seaman yes <laughs> it's seaman there's many um, seaman jokes made about he's, this he's a sailor and i just found it funny that um amy sarah's in this show she plays like a quirky homeowner homemaker uh television host mm-hmm. she uses a lot of her own props because i've seen from a few videos online she has like this lamp made of hair that she brushes <laughs> she has like these garlands that she makes and i've been noticing them in the recent season like oh that's in her real house oh that's in a real oh that's in her real house like the whole set is essentially like wow. how her, she her lives house. yeah so I mean I just love Amy Sedaris I think she should be in more and more uh, more people's ra- radar I find her hilarious uh, I always confuse her with uh, Tracy Ullman uh, Ullman yeah Ullman, I could see that but I mean, they both have the same kind of like sense of humor but like she uh, Amy Sedaris she really kicks it up a notch yeah sometimes. she does she's like that kooky hairspray John and, Waters and, style and I've always been a fan of hers I've always liked you know, Strangers with Candy yes. you know, that's one of my favorites yes. and uh, you know I'm still loving her uh, to, to bring it back to Bojack you know, she's great mm-hmm. as a Princess Carol oh, yeah. yeah just love me some Amy Sedaris mm-hmm. uh, Broad City has been kind of missing for me Ooh, which is a hot take well, I, don't I guess know if thank it's god it's, it's uh, the last season I mean then. it's funny and they're trying to go for real like Alana was just Hannibal Beerus is on that show, right? Yeah. And dating yeah. Alana. They just had like the, um, like they went to dinner and they pulled out like their portfolios. Like, where are we going to be in the next year? And they asked like the serious question, like, I want to have kids with you. I want to have this. And it looks like their relationship is kind of splitting up. Uh-huh. And we got like a really serious moment in Broad City, okay. which I feel when I watch Broad City, I want to like <laughs> be entertained and have fun. And I want to get real. And I understand what they're going for. Oh, yeah. I watched their episode of the Hot Wings or whatever hot ones yes hot ones it's a show with hot questions and even hotter wings yeah um, Alana and Abby were on that and I really love that as Mm -hmm. people but I mean I feel like when I'm watching Broad City I want to laugh like guttural New York laughs like oh I've been like the thing Natasha Leone is giving to me lately like oh New York yeah there we go whoa there are too many serious you know comedies on TV and they just need to bring it back but it was and I feel like I'm being hard on it because it's such like out of nowhere like I mean it's there and it deserves it but I'm just like get that away from me Disappointed, that. it's not what it used to be. Yeah, does it have to more do with the fact because the show's ending? So it's I like, don't think so. It has to deal it, with like real life when it's when, still, when, yeah. when things end, new beginnings, but th- things feel scary and they're do- serious at the same time. They're doing that, but at the same time, I feel like they didn't have to because it feels partly like a regular season in a broad city to me. Like it's still going yeah. on after this, but mm-hmm. it doesn't feel final enough for me to deem it the final season. But yeah. there's still some to go. You know, I'm gonna watch. <laughs> Um, but I was just a little disappointed. And uh, speaking of disappointment, Uh-oh. American Gods season two premiered Ooh. without my knowledge. Uh, without not on my watch. <laughs> I'm very upset. But without your care for it as well. I want to see it. I just don't have stars or the will to uh, find alternative means lately. But maybe uh, it's, a certain it's, person at this table might help a, me out. It's supposed to be on Prime the whole season, right? Yeah, but I'm not doing that. I can give you my account. Well, well, then it looks like someone's going (laughs) to watch an episode of that. But um, according to the reviews, it feels a lot different. They got rid of uh, Jillian. They got rid of Kristen. Yep. Are these supposed to be different showrunners now, right? Yeah. And uh, as Matt pointed out, as I predicted, it got renewed for season three with new showrunners. Oh, my God. This show is a mess. 
But season one was so, undeserved. so wonderful. I like I, I know, and that it'll, good. it'll continue it really, his wonder. Ninety what on ninety two, I believe. Yeah, especially really with high. A lot, especially with a lot of the changes they made. But the too. changes in the first season added to the novel. Like I could see it working into the novel, and I was fine with that. But season two, I'm like, this uh, isn't a long book. They should not spend this long on these seasons and change these people and just give Brian Fuller the budget that he wanted. That's all yeah. they wanted. Mm. Uh, I, w- I want to know what the ratings are for this. Like the audience, if they're still tuning in. Well, this I, was supposed to be like their tent pole. Like they wanted yeah. this to be their Game of Thrones. And I wanted it to be their Game of Thrones too. <laughs> and, but, from um, season one, I was in. Season two, I don't think many people will be watching anymore. Yeah, from what I read on Reddit, half the fan base is still loving it. And then half the fan. But it's only been one episode for us. But yeah. uh, reviewers have seen three episodes of this season. Mm. And they feel like it, it stays the same. So. Well, if you're talking about like that, their Game of Thrones, I think Outlander beats them in that territory. Apparently, that show is great. Come on mm. and play. And I, and I've never it, seen. No, Outlander. No, no, it's it's pretty good. That's another book. Good things. It's another it. book series about a book. Woman who, <laughs> woman from the fifties who uh, touches Stonehenge gets teleported to the 1600s uh, when England occupies uh, the 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 Irish colony, mm. and uh, you know she just lives out her life through there, and it's. Just like kind of a merry adventure, essentially. Oh, and it's 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 pretty in- interesting. So this sounds like a sci-fi show that you're trying to sell me. No, on. no, it's actually it's it's well acted, like not too high in production value, where it could actually look like a very like well designed show, and uh, mm-hmm. the premise is actually pretty good. So. Yeah. It, uh- Two more for me, and then the rest of the categories I have basically nothing in. Um, I've been watching Drunk History religiously. I've been getting on another Drunk History kick, as you saw when you walked in. I did. I was reintroducing Mark to the premise. The show's hilarious. It is hilarious. And, I mean, the newer seasons aren't. I showed you some older clips, too, and mm-hmm. I feel like they were way funnier. Mm-hmm. And I'm just baffled. It's like my dream job to be either a, a person who's drunk telling the story or acting in the story. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it would give a mean, like, Broadway-based episode, but... I would just love to see both sides of production where it's like building up to the drunk yeah and then seeing the actual production of them lip syncing over uh the, the person, person. The, the dialogue yeah so. and it's at a point where i'm not really sure if they're drunk or they're just really good actors but <laughs> it's like give or take depending on the episode i feel or the celebrity status of the guest historian but mm-hmm. i don't know it's really funny and then lastly this might interest you all it's a new show on hulu called pen 15 Oh, yes. Pen 15. uh, Oh, yeah, it is Hulu. Yes, on Hulu, starring Maya uh, Erskine and Anna Conkle. It's essentially about 30-year-old women, two of them, playing seventh graders, uh, surrounded by seventh graders, 13-year-olds. And they're acting like it's 2000, and they're going to seventh grade for the first time. And, I mean, I may be a teacher who teaches seventh grade. So these are 30-year-old actresses Yeah, 31 give or take a few years yeah, playing. that are surrounded by 7th graders that are acting around them and like dealing with 7th grade problems are they playing 15 year olds they're playing 13 year olds yes they're playing 13 year olds so the, that's the, part of the humor of the show wow. <laughs> yeah. this sounds like something right out of uh, Wet Hot American Summer yeah, yeah. and it, oh, it's, it's funny but at the same time I feel like it's really true and for 2000 these kids seem way more innocent than the the Nork Boro school children <laughs> that I work with on a daily basis but mm. it gives me some nostalgia I'm like, oh. It's not quite a big mouth levels of. Not quite big mouth levels, but it's real and cute and 
like it's funny, but not in a like ha ha sort of way. It's like oh, you know, it's it's good. It's good. I enjoy this premise, and I'll mm-hmm. probably keep watching right. since it's on Hulu. And um, with that, I will close TV Court unless there's any objections. I got nothing. Bang bang. Um, ring ring ring. ring. Movie phone. Movie phone. We'll save you for last, baby, because yeah. I don't got a lot. Yeah, I feel okay. like you got a lot. No, I, not really. I mean, I'm gonna keep talking because I don't have a lot anyway. Um, <laughs> I have one it. thing on my movie phone. I watched uh, John Waters' 1970 classic, Multiple Maniacs, starring Divine and his uh, his crew. Uh, this is the one, in case you didn't know, with Lopstara coming to rape Divine at oh, the tail yeah. end of the movie. I've seen that clip. Yes, yeah. uh, there's also some anal sex involving a rosary in a church. That's uh, a sacrilege sort of time, but I was enjoying it. I mean, I, I love Divine so much. Uh, Glenn, bless his little heart. It, it's just funny. This is like the, the kind of humor that I deal with. It's like, oh, I get this stuff. Like, if I was in a uh, a bohemian-style arts group in uh, Baltimore somewhere, I think I would get wrangled up into this sort of thing and there's have a fun time with it. I just, I want to know. There's no justification for the lobster coming into, like, her dressing room. Well, in literal sense, no, there's none. But using the Jonathan mind filter I did, it's because okay. at this point in the movie, Divine has killed off um, her lovers, her new lover, her lover's ex, and realizes that her child's dead. And she essentially goes, I'm mad, I'm mad, I'm a maniac, I love the uh, the freedom of being insane. And then she's lying down on the couch, and who should right. come into the room but Lobstara, the puppet lobster, to come and rape her. And a, uh, a very visceral three-minute scene of her getting raped by a giant prop lobster. Mm-hmm. Prop lobster. I did that to myself. Um, so there's no sense behind it, and I feel like that adds oh. to the movie's charm. Yeah. Yep. I was yeah. just wondering. Yep. Uh, didn't didn't expect uh, to be justified. Yep. And then lastly, Criterion did me dirty. In oh yeah. Releasing Blue Velvet in May. They're releasing Hedvig and the Angry Each inch in june <laughs> with war and peace it's like they're trying to murder me like these yeah. are all future picks on the podcast Oof. clues not not war and peace that's they're seven to, hours of they're trying too to much. tell us something yeah love we'll a part two two of those three well two of those three are going to be picks on the podcast for me just so you know right. just saying um I'll, I'll be sure to be sick those days <laughs> goodness <laughs> no, and i'm, I'm gonna kidding. hang up movie phone angrily oh <laughs> uh, let me see let me pick that bad boy up i've only got a couple uh, which is still surprising. It's only been, what, one week since our last uh, encounter? Well, since me and you met, Matt, there yes. was a certain someone who oh. wasn't here. Uh, who was that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the walls uh, yeah. have ears. This week I watched uh, Fighting With My Family in the theaters. Oh! You guys heard of this one? Yes. Yeah, it doesn't look... <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be interested. I gotta say, I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Wow. Really? I, well, okay, I, I went in knowing very little about it. I think I watched one trailer, barely paid attention to it, but The Rock was there. Uh, I knew that he made an appearance at some point. Were you smelling what he was cooking? <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> I get it. Well, so that, I, that joke's in that trailer, too. I guess I should oh. have said uh, Dwayne Johnson, but here he does uh, very obviously play The Rock. This is a return, the return to form. <laughs> return to form for the, uh, the, 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 the Dwayne. Uh, the opening credits of this movie... This is back when I had no expectations for it. We're a roller coaster because 
the first thing you see is a WWE Studios logo. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a WWE production, which I didn't know was a thing at all. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't know about this. Well, didn't, uh, what's it called? That uh, Ready to Rumble movie have that? Yeah. I haven't. Or was uh, it WCW? I've never heard of that. Haven't they changed their name about 30 there, times? There were different federations of wrestling. Yeah. They had yeah. to, like, combine. Uh, last podcast on the left goes into wrestling quite a bit. So. Oh, okay. I mean, I used to be... I think all of us have gone through our phase. No. I have, yeah. <laughs> okay. No. Most of us have gone through our phase. <laughs> it was Mr. 316, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, my yeah. man. <laughs> Who? Opening up, opening up a can of whoop Giving ass. that Stone Cold stunner. Him rolling up uh, to the studio with his 4x4. And just <laughs> plowing his way to the front of the, of the ring and just dem- demolishing everybody. You know who oh, my yeah. wrestlers were? Carol Channing, Julia Andrews. <laughs> oh, yeah. Want to see oh. those two in the ring decking it out, right? Where, where are actually, their belts? I don't know. There's actually, I, I think I read an article or something about it, but there's something like a fascinating story about the man who threw Stone Cold his beers. <laughs> what? There's wow. like a person doing it and he just clinks he's them together. so precise. This guy is like... He should be playing baseball. He's oh. in a master thrower. Accurate it's, beer thrower. He must have had a loving father or is something. This, <laughs> is this like a similar oh. story of, of uh, when uh, they threw those two wrestlers the chairs and when he were asking for them and then the studio just kept throwing chairs into the <laughs> ring until they knocked them out? I That's, did see that. That sounds Stop kind of familiar. Stop the chairs! <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, well, nothing, all right, nothing that loony in okay. fighting oh. with my family, unfortunately. There's a little bit. Um... It is a wrestling movie after all. So Steve, Stephen Merchant directed this movie. Too. Yes, he exactly. Did? I'm getting right to that. So in the opening credits, I was like, WWE Studios, okay. It's going to be like a corporate feel-good movie that maybe glamorizes the, the corporation. Not really into it so far. And then in, you know, later on in the credits, I see written and directed by Stephen Merchant. Well, now I'm interested. My eyes yeah. glow up. I'm like, oh, man. Hello, ladies. Yes. Oh, the movie. <laughs> he is hilarious and tall. Yeah, I like him a lot. I, who doesn't? He, you know. He was in Logan. I, he was in Logan. <laughs> Remember him? I do. Yeah. Well, yeah, the where, I went, about that. where I turned to you and go, is that Stephen Merchant? And you're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah? What's he doing in this movie? He can oh. do what he wants. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he, he really could. He he really can. Uh, if the audience doesn't know, big friend of uh, Ricky Gervais, co-created <laughs> The of Office. Yeah. Yeah. Friend of the podcast. Stephen Merchant. Of course. Um, Ricky Gervais show the podcast, by the way. He's big. big yep. uh, Ricky Gervais show the animated series. <laughs> yes. The anime. It's so good. Um, but anyway, so my eyes started to glow up once I saw that. And I was like, okay, I'm ready for this. I am here for it. And then I saw it's based on a true story. Huh. Uh, and, and that I didn't know. It didn't really. That could Im- mean anything. I know it didn't Hollywood. impact my expectations much, but <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. Uh, it's about a wrestling family in England who uh, wants nothing more than to be in the WWE. They have wow. like their own little uh, grassroots setup thing going on, and you know they ha- they invite inner city kids to uh, get off the streets doing drugs, and instead. Uh, hurt other people for entertainment <laughs> As <laughs> very you do. violently. Yeah, sounds right. Um, and then I, I think I saw this in the credits. Uh, Nick Frost is in this movie. What? I yeah. don't, I don't remember if I saw his name in the credits before I saw his character, uh, because he plays like the father, like the patriarch of the family. He's mm-hmm. a big part in it. Looks completely different from how I'm used to seeing <laughs> yeah. him. It's kind of. Uh, really interesting the transformation and his wife the mom the matriarch of the family is played by uh, Lena Hedy Hedy uh, Cersei oh, Lannister oh I didn't pick Cersei up on Lannister. that yeah. wow yeah, which is I knew uh, that. crazy yeah. and they have a relationship together and I never thought I would see these two 
together but it really works like in the the context of the the film i know well (laughs) it's the magic of um the kind of aesthetic they're going for which is like goth punk and it it just like seth rogan you look at them uh, or adam sandler i'm gonna bring back bojack for for one more yeah go for Uh, it there's a great part where um bojack's uh girlfriend uh wanda is holding a script that says Hot girl, fat guy. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. That's oh, Hollywood. Of yeah. course. Oh, and yeah, no, but uh, the script by Merchant, it's really, I mean, what do you expect? It's really good. I'm a big fan of it. It's right up my alley in terms of the humor. It injects a surprisingly irreverent, but undoubtedly authentic humor into the movie because this takes place in, you know, uh, I don't know what part of England, but you know, I feel like there are Cockney accents abound. It's like you know, working class I don't uh, think Cockney humor. Still exists though, does it? I, I'm pretty oh, I sure. Don't know. It does. I mean, it does, but not in the same regards that we Americans think of, like Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins as a Cockney well, accent. Th- this is a pure oh, chim chimmy chum chim chimmy chum. Oh, this silhouette over here, Mary Poppins. Well, th- this is a. a <laughs> ba- it's, since it's based on a true story, it is a period piece. Yeah, uh, it takes place all the way back in 2014. Wow! <laughs> wow, that's like. Decades. Ago. I know. Um, I I had a hard time believing it was based on a true story because I, in all my wrestling years, knew nothing about the story. But apparently, it's because it only happened recently, which mm-hmm. I think is kind of surprising. Um, but yeah, just I enjoyed this film a good amount. Realistic characters uh, and interactions between them, uh, along with a story that unfolds in a realistic manner. Very realistic, I thought. You know, in terms of. Uh, what I thought we were going to get just a feel good movie that has no real drama that's that's really earned but this movie uh, they do it it's 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 well I was going to say it's a little mundane um, in terms of what my next pick tries my next uh, movie phone mm-hmm. uh, thing which <laughs> Whatever I'm trying to get at, uh-huh. what they try to tackle, which is uh, maybe racism in the South, as a little hint. Oh, but anyway, this that could be anything. <laughs> I this this movie was just a surprise because there is the type of humor that I didn't think we were going to get. There's like jokes about blind kids, but it's like inclusive <laughs> jokes about blind kids wrestling. Nothing tickles my funny bone like a joke about a blind kid. Um, there's like erection jokes that are just flying off the handle, and they're like between family members too. So that family uh, dynamic is just really well done, I thought. You know, kind of wish I had maybe a family like that, but no worries. <laughs> um, As you swallow sadness. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a hard PG-13 for those reasons. Um, and the movie requires you to fall in love with this family quickly, which I think it accomplishes. Uh, a lot of characters have a sufficient amount of depth to them, more than I thought we would get from this. Uh, and the world in which the story is told in which it is played out it's kind of unforgiving uh which i guess makes sense because it is based on a true story but i like how they adhere to that mm-hmm. in a in a realistic way and yeah that's pretty much it it, it was a delightful surprise hmm. mostly like i don't know if uh it, it won't be on any top 10 list or anything like that of course but you know if you go in wanting a movie that'll make you feel good and not eh, not really have to question much of it uh much of its goals and just have a, a competent film to look forward to this is it mm. unlike my next pick <laughs> i mean okay i'm 
I'm not going to say I dislike this. I, I liked it more than I thought it would, but I had low expectations for Best Picture winner Green Book. Oh, Final. how shocking. You didn't like it? <laughs> hmm. I, I, actually, I did like it. I will say. Oh, no. I actually did. Oh, no. Um, and I didn't just oh, like... Oh, Vigo, why? No, I, I didn't just like Vigo. that. Vigo! I, I liked it a good amount. <gasps> but I did have problems. Yeah. Naturally. Uh, so I familiarized myself with some of the criticisms surrounding the movie after watching it. And I gotta say, I think it's overblown. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the setting of the movie. Uh, it's it's pretty much isolated to a tour of the deep south of the U.S. that takes place over two weeks. Uh, they condensed it for the movie. In real life, it took like a year and a half for this relationship uh, between the two leads to blossom in the way that it does. But, you know, you got to keep it quick for the movies, for the American mindset. Um, but I, I'll say I like the condensed timeline. I, I, I find that I either like movies that take place over a really short amount of time or really long. Yeah. Anything in the middle, it just... Eh, it doesn't feel like it's <laughs> same. average amount of time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just <laughs> when you have something on the extremes, it stands out to me. I don't and understand it feels, what that would be. Would it be like three months? You're like, oh, I don't deal with that, right? A little bit. I, I just think, you know, with a shorter movie, you could get into more details that you would otherwise gloss over. And with mm-hmm. a longer movie, obviously, you just get the benefit of time and things like that. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of like when Harry met Sally and shit like that. Oh, okay. It takes place over like 30 years. And yeah. obviously, relationships change. <laughs> Oh, uh, but so uh, two weeks, perfect, perfect amount of time for a movie. Uh, they get, I feel like they get the characterizations of the two leads, the two protagonists, mostly right. Uh, one thing I'm not crazy about is how the movie. I feel like the movie frames it slightly more as uh, the story of Tony Lip, basically the white guy, <laughs> um, the white Italian guy. Shocking. Instead of uh, Doctor Shirley. Uh, the black pianist played by Mahershala, Mahershala Ali, Ali, who, well, I'll get to it in a little bit. Um, he did win. Oh, yeah, which mm-hmm. is well-deserved. And uh, But the reason I, I'm not crazy about the way the story is framed is at a macro level, the filmmakers, they seem to be saying that this is more of a film about like a typical Bronx, New York Italian guy. <laughs> Learning, we haven't had any movies deal with those <laughs> sorts of people. I, it's like it's like the movie is trying to be more about how the world, how he learns about how the world treats people of a different color, <laughs> instead of what it should be about, which is, or you know, what I and maybe like one or two articles that I read, which I agreed with, thought that the movie should be about, which is one of the 20th century's greatest pianists having to reconcile his status with his identity because in this time period, mm-hmm. the two are mutually exclusive. Wow, that's really lofty coming from you, Matt. I Did know. Did you pick up a book? <laughs> <laughs> Did you learn how to read? Hey, I wrote that all on my own. Didn't even lift it from the article, <laughs> except for the general premise. I'm deeply suspicious, <laughs> but proud. But I was like... Yeah. When they framed it that way, I was like, oh, God, that really makes so much sense. You just have a typical guy, like, learning about racism <laughs> versus, like, what maybe the story, how the story should be framed. Like, I don't know if you guys want me to kind of spoil the introduction to it. Uh, yeah, go but ahead. It's, I don't care. The movie's been out for <laughs> Yeah, right? Yeah, it's, I think we're, like, introduced to uh, Tony Lips, the white guy's, like, family in hey, his home. Hey, Tony Lips! <laughs> Get <laughs> Jimmy the Jew over here, <laughs> And Felix the foot. Why we call Mikey the hands? Come on. Uh. (laughs) Why we call him Mikey the hands? Well, look at him. He's got hands. (laughs) He's got two. If he loses one, we'll we'll change it to singular. Oh my! Get the modern out in here. Bada Uh. beep, bada boop. 
but it's it just it feels like they went for the easier movie to make instead of you know probably the Hollywood more the more interesting the easier route. I know it's not it's <laughs> not a surprise. What? <laughs> so your intro, your introduction to the movie is um you 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 just the camera goes into like their home. It's just very typical. Um, they have like black repairmen coming in to I don't know fix their dishwasher do dishwashers exist at this time uh, they're fixing something uh, pl- plumbing sure and uh tony lip's wife is accommodating them but tony lip himself see he has his prejudices oh. so the, uh tony lip's wife dolores she hands the black repairman a drink uh, two glasses. As soon as Tony Lips sees this, I can't drink from that glass. That get, man drank from that glass. He, exactly. Oh. He gets a little furious. He tosses <laughs> out the two, the two glasses. Two perfectly good That's glasses. Wastes. Takes them from the sink, puts them in the trash. Mm. Dolores sees this and she's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I don't know about that, man." <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I had an idea as I was coming up with my notes for this. I was like. Oh, and then Dr. Shirley isn't introduced until much later when he's looking for a new job. Yeah. I'm saying, all right, maybe start the film with Dr. <laughs> Shirley. Sat at a dimly lit piano in Carnegie Hall. That's where he lives. He lives above Carnegie Hall. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit ironic. He can never play in Carnegie Hall. But he lives above he, it. He lives above <gasps> it. Genius, Matthew. It's, a, it's, it's part of a, the movie. They pointed out uh, Dr. Shirley, what he really wants, what he grew up with playing more like classical pieces mm-hmm. but nobody absolutely nobody is gonna uh pay for to pay to see a black pianist uh Tickle smear <laughs> yeah smear uh, a classical work by mm-hmm. chopin or whatever like yeah. that so that's um something that uh, dr shirley has to reconcile with his label like prompts him to move to pop and jazz and things like that instead of what he actually wants to be doing so i'm saying start the movie with him sad a dimly lit piano in carnegie hall There's music overflowing between alternating cuts of Dr. Shirley playing and the regular day at Tony's home, like I mentioned. That could play out the same way, whatever. The movie reaches, or the music, sorry, reaches a climax as Tony uh, commits his racist act and and then ends. You find out that Dr. Shirley's playing for no one. The lights go up and the hall is empty. Wow. Then title card, Green Book. And then at least you have some sort of parody with how the movie focuses its characters instead of literally not even introducing uh dr mm-hmm. shelley into like 20 minutes in maybe mm-hmm. you know in a movie where they're supposed to be equals i'm not crazy about it yeah uh, and then let's see instead yeah they go the easier and more shallow route um oh i will say that maybe that could be informed a little bit because tony lip's son uh co-wrote the movie mm-hmm. so he had a big hand in you know, his perception of the events as they unfolded. Um, and Dr. Shirley's family was not consulted at all, oh. apparently. There was a mm. little bit of, they had some some words after the movie came out and after they watched it. And they're like, ah, it's not exactly how it played out. Yeah. Um, from what I could tell, they got most of the major events right. And the, and the characterizations right, like I said, so that's not too bad. Um, but I'll say they they do have one-dimensional characters, which I'm not crazy about. Maybe it's not as egregious as it would have been in another movie since this is about the two uh, main characters. But still, it's like have a little bit more depth in your world if you're going to try to construct a realistic depiction of the world as it was. Mm. And uh, there's uh, there's what I thought was an almost cartoonish depiction 
of uh, race identity, which there's at one point everybody everybody on Reddit thought this was moving as hell. I was like, okay, it could have been. I see what they were going for. Uh, the car breaks down while they're on their little road trip. Uh-huh. And so Tony Lip, he goes out to investigate. He pops the hood. Dr. Shirley is in his suit. He's kind of looking out at the nice fields. Oh, and there's a bunch of slaves working on a plantation right across the street from them. Slowly, one by one, they stop working and start, like, staring at this guy. Luckily, there's no, like, words. They don't really have to... They keep a, a semblance of subtlety, at least, because this movie is not very subtle. Not something I'm crazy about. It's very... uh face value there's no mm-hmm. subtext to it mm-hmm. this scene has a little bit but it's still like they're just looking at each other and but i just feel like it does not play out either realistically or as impactfully as it should it just seems like you know where it's going from the moment it happens and uh and there's dry eyes everywhere not a, not a <laughs> tear in the audience <laughs> but uh yeah i'll say there's good chemistry, great acting from the two leads. Mahershala's job, I'm sorry, but it is harder. <laughs> he has to portray uh, like a very quietly subtle, um, quietly genius but conflicted person. And Tony Lip, he's just kind of face value. Like this is a guy who, even in the movie, the depiction is he doesn't have many thoughts in his head. He just <laughs> reacts the way he does. He exactly mm-hmm. very little to this guy in terms of dimension. Um, I'll say the interactions are charming; they're a joy to behold. It's <laughs> it's it's a fun movie. I'm not sure it needs to be a fun movie, <laughs> but that's what we got, and I'll appreciate it as such. It is. It's better than I thought it would be. It makes interesting passes at profound conversations about identity, but kind of buries it a bit under the shallow feel-good guys which to be fair is one way to tell this story but uh, you know you're gonna get backlash Mm. backlash i'll say it's a little harsh but it's not unwarranted Mm. and that i'm sorry i wrote a whole essay on this yeah you did right you this might have tied it up with a free solo (laughs) in terms of time on here but that is that's it for my movie phone i'm gonna hang that motherfucker up oh all right mark it's your turn to shine well we got a fantastic interview with uh mr ben schwartz and uh larry king oh bless my heart i was not excited for this and it's animated online in multiple styles (laughs) ricky gervais style even uh ben schwartz had good things to say about this and and, oh man (laughs) this makes me more excited for the blue uh well you know that'll be aside from us and maybe a few other things our next nightcaps outing right of oh. course it has to be i mean matt I'm somehow excited. found a, a leaked trailer to that film <laughs> yeah uh, that he swore you, he was real right youtube sent me a notification they said here's the official trailer and it is garbage <laughs> it is uh there's I, they demean they <laughs> it was insult a YouTube the audience poop, as they say was, right but was, there was no uganda knuckles i was there disappointed was hey throwing all those memes and even throwing the most popular Ugh. i gotta say as we're recording right now i still can't believe there's not a trailer sonic the hedgehog i can't believe your audacity in sending a trailer you had not watched <laughs> hey, <laughs> what a, are you doing i'm a busy man <laughs> yeah okay i'm busy you interrupted my workflow to send me this. <laughs> you take everything at face value. Right? Do I, you even listen to our episodes? I don't know. I, 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 not the whole thing. Yeah. Who I does? Figured. Who does? But, uh, me. I, <laughs> I can't Twice, believe, sometimes. I, Same. I can't believe we didn't get an official trailer because 
Sonic the Hedgehog had an official panel at <laughs> South by Southwest today where they unveiled like Team Sonic racing gameplay, not a trailer. That's that's garbage. Sega. Mm. Sega. <laughs> All Continue. Right. All right, so for my movie, I, I plan to watch a couple movies uh, before beforehand. Uh, two new movies, but uh, the one I just got stuck with watching was uh, Captain Marvel. Oh. Um. So before I go into the movie, um, the lead actress, uh, Brie, Larson. Brie Larson. Yeah. She's made some pretty questionable comments beforehand. Yeah. Uh, very, you know, like. She was good in Scott Pilgrim, sure. But the thing, no, I, I'm not. She was good in Room. Yeah, I, I hear. I, I would never I watch Room. it. I'm, yeah. not, I, I'm not gonna watch I'm it. not all too familiar with her work, but like the stuff that she was saying, like going into this movie in terms of like defending women and and uh, <laughs> talking heavily about feminism and that, but also white men, especially white reviewers. Or it's like, oh, like uh, this movie didn't speak, uh, didn't speak to you. Or it's like, oh, Wrinkle on Time wasn't made for a white man. Or which I can see. But it's like, yeah, that movie yeah. wasn't was a, a little I, disappointing. And yeah, yeah, it wasn't. But a I good, could see what they were movie. going for. Or it's like, oh, yeah. like, and then she has to go to statistics about <laughs> like, uh, uh, like reviewers or like, oh, the only like sixty something percent of men are uh, like. Uh, critics, I'm like that. It's very like, that doesn't really mean that means anything. only one point five of us <laughs> at a table and it's are one, critics. It's, it's one of like the least important things you, you should be worried about. I think when it comes to diversity, I think, and she's also speaking up for like like women of color too, in terms of like like turn that microphone around. I think, and now just ask, like, let someone else answer that question. I, I'm, you don't need to speak. not you. You don't need yeah, right? Okay, it, and I don't know. I I I so. With this said, I went into this movie with a lot of mixed things, and people were looking at those comments related to her character specifically mm-hmm. for this movie. So I tried to avoid myself of all those and just try to have a fresh take on what this movie was going to be about. The movie's very bold, boring. Oh, and I thought you bold <laughs> and boring are two different things. It's 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 a, it's kind I of. I thought he said bold. Uh, yeah, bullshit. I was trying to choose my words, and that came out of my mouth. Uh, it's it's a little dull at times. I think uh, boring mm. and dull. Combined. Yes, <laughs> that's what that's. What I, was I go- see. That's what I was going for, teacher. Mm. Uh, she doesn't add a lot of charisma to her character. It, like I feel like this movie is more balanced on its supporting cast than it does on her. Like, I think the true takeaway from this movie... Is the cat. Is the cat and Sam Jackson. Yeah. (laughs) It feels more like a Nick Fury origin story than it does for her character, if anything. And they they do something in a way where it's like, they try to tell you where it's like, it's like, oh, she's, uh, Captain Marvel, she's this alien, but she keeps having flashbacks or memories of, of like, some other woman or herself. Mm. Or it's like, is this real? Is this not real? It's like, I think we know what's real here it's like <laughs> the movie does a poor job of really telling you that or like mm. uh, how to feel and like and where wonder woman felt like a, a good like uh, fish out of water story i think when it goes from <laughs> that's it, aquaman fish out of water <laughs> yeah but <laughs> fish in water <laughs> when it transitions from her time spent on the island going into london and into the real world and the effects of world war Two and like mm-hmm. seeing her reactions to everyday environment that's good but when you throw in someone who has who seems like a real person at times mm-hmm. and is thrown into like like oh like uh 
where where can I find uh, this uh, when she like when she lands on Earth and yeah. she keeps referring to Earth as like Terra or like it, or the planet has like a number like oh this is C thirty five or something like that and she's like where is your communications device and it's like uh, but at the same time she's making quips that seem more modern and like mm. with with her like alien crew members and stuff like this it does it doesn't feel real it doesn't feel like it, feel, it feels familiar to her in a lot of ways at the same time it doesn't and it doesn't know how to balance that mm. and the stuff when it comes to the 90s it's very it doesn't feel as in your face but it's very noticeable when it's like from the first trailer when she lands in a blockbuster and, and then it's like, oh, Blockbuster, remember? It's the 90s. I do. And then she uses a, a, a payphone, but right on top of that is a Game Boy. Ooh. Remember the 90s, guys? Ooh. I was born in the 90s. They had to go to eBay to get this stuff. Right? Like, whoa, whoa. What, what's this? a Hollywood video around the corner. What's this computer doing? Oh, it's loading. Oh, remember the 90s buffering? <laughs> That's mentioned but, in Pen15 as well. Get off the dial-up! <laughs> 2007? 2000. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is where also the, the, her comments also come into play because in the middle of the movie when she's working with Nick Fury, he does something so smart when it comes to like uh, deciphering something or like unlocking something. He's about to do that same thing with her, and as he's about to do that again, she just blasts the door open, and he's like... You just made me do this, even when you could do that. And she's like, "Yeah, but I didn't want to like sp- step on your moment or something like that." Where it, it's like, really be funny. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but it just feels she does it like at, at multiple points, uh-huh. specifically with him or with another male character, hmm. and it feels like so it feels a little heavy handed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, the, oh, now let me get into this now. <laughs> so. Towards the climax of the movie, like the big fight sequence, I'm using quotes because it doesn't feel like that at all. I mean, there's one big shot you see from the trailers when she's shooting ships in space or something like that. That happens for like 45 seconds, Uh and then that's it. It doesn't, there's really not a big payoff, I think, when it comes to this movie. Hmm. Um, But (laughs) when she starts to fight these people, when she gets like her, I guess, full powers, no doubts, I'm just a girl comes on. Oh. And I'm like, remember them? But no, but like for the content, it's like, it's like, oh, I'm just a girl. It's like, yeah, we get it, we get it. This is a female-led movie, and like, it doesn't. You don't need to put that in my in our faces like that. Maybe yeah. it wasn't for you, Mark. Yeah, I guess it wasn't. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like it's handled with the subtlety of. I don't want to reduce uh, Wonder Woman. No. Well, yeah, Wonder Woman as well. I was going to say the other uh, very heavily identity-based Marvel Studios movie, Black uh-huh. Panther, doesn't seem, you know, you do have a Kendrick Lamar uh, curated soundtrack, but yeah. you don't actually hear Kendrick Lamar in the movie. No. Yeah. It's like they they have some subtlety there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead, they actually go on like African tribal drums and music and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, and, and I yeah. brought up Wonder Woman because I would like to see a movie on that island of Promiscura forever. Like, that's what I wanted the movie to be. Yeah, I like that part yeah. more. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, when I talked about, like, when it comes to, like, her supporting cast, uh, they, they feel more real to me than she does. I mean, mm. when when you see a movie like, like Ant-Man, I guess, um, that movie's not as good. I haven't seen uh, Not with a lot of great supporting characters, uh, but oh, Paul, Paul Rudd. Who's you mean T.I.? Not a big fan of no. T.I.? <laughs> no. Oh. 
or Ru- or Russian guy, whatever. <laughs> yeah, Ru- hey, that's his name. <laughs> Russian yeah. guy. Russian guy. It's it's like his backup, his his team, the Ant Man team. Yeah. Team Ant Man. But when you have a movie like that that doesn't have that strong of a supporting cast, and uh, but you have this lead character who you love, you like to follow, and has a lot of charisma, and you're like, yeah, that's Ant Man. Yeah. You could say that, but it's like, it's like this is Captain Marvel, and I guess. <laughs> Or it's like she's kind of manufactured. She seems like a blank slate at times. I mean, yeah. I, 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 it's sort that's isn't that's, that what she is? It's just <laughs> I guess, but <laughs> like that's just like the 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 turnaround I guess from typical Marvel films. So mm, I, I mean, it's it's okay. I mean, uh, what you, would your pizza rating be? Oh boy, uh, <laughs> four out of eight slices. Wow, half a pie. Damn. It. I mean, it's a movie where it's it's made to be like. Yeah, this is who's going to be in, in the next Avengers movie, and this is who you got to keep well, an eye out for. It, right? And uh, Kevin Feige, producer of the Marvel franchise, just said like, she's now your new female lead for these movies. Mm. She's like, she's the centerfold. Where now, I guess Robert Downey Jr. is going to be stepping down, mm-hmm. and she's the one. You're, she's going to be like, yep, I'm taking charge. I mm. think it was pretty dope of Brie Larson herself to come into uh, a theater in a oh, Captain yeah. Marvel hoodie eating popcorn. I, just, in Clifton, New Jersey. Yeah. That's uh, nice, badass, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. I mean, I like her in other films. So I, I'm not gonna, I, I, I And just, I also don't like superhero movies, so. That's fair. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I know. I just, I wasn't a big fan of the movie. Her comments, uh, are not, I'm not a big fan of as well. Um but well, good thing I have her guesting next week. <laughs> oh, then, oh, I'll be. I'll take her to task then. <laughs> oh no! Oh, man. <laughs> but that's but uh, that's 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 my take movie on phone. It. I was I was worried it would not do as hot in the box office, so I'm glad it's at least doing that much. <laughs> yeah, it's. Di- but you well, know, you wanted it to do well, better than it's, Aquaman. It's not really the box office. I'm. Uh, I'm getting at, but uh, audience reaction because I want people going into Endgame like being really excited, and so I was worried. Wasn't that, that trailer just the clips we already saw already? I don't know. I hadn't watched a new one. Oh, but I, I was worried that Captain Marvel, <laughs> with its like, like mm. with its tepid reviews, would kind of uh, just dampen the excitement or maybe turn some people away. But uh, for the most part, I think people do really like this one. I mean, I've, I've only talked to like a couple of people, but they said they really liked it. But I, you know, audiences, I think it's one of the lowest reviewed MCU movies out there. So I, I, I left the movie theater twice to use the bathroom. Wow. And when I came, and when I came back, I had missed nothing. Uh, <laughs> that that's what this movie because so does say. I I left yeah. during flashbacks, flashback sequences. When and they I came, were still going. No, no, no. Like uh, they were done. Uh, but then the movie told me exactly what happened right uh, after. It's like, oh, oh thank you, movie. But yeah. it's like, like. That's how incompetent. How considerate of the movie that, to think of you that. But way. that's how incompetent a movie like that is. Where yeah. you, you can't trust your audience to put pieces together to think. Mm. Well, this is Americans what this means. are pretty. Mm, that, I don't know. That's my complaint about Green Book. Yeah. Well, Green Book was just a movie to make old people feel better about the racism <laughs> they had in the past and still have it to now, but they can't say aloud, right? Seems like it. Yeah. Can't imagine what else that's good for. Well, but uh, I'm sorry you had to go through that. But uh, you know, I, I, I will say as a final thing of. What I liked about it, there's some good character scenes, uh, despite like her kind of being a little bit of a, a dull. I think there's some good moments that she does have in this movie. Mm. Sam Jackson steals the show. Um, nice and that ben, makeup. Yeah, well, it, it, it's it's such it's such subtlety when it comes to his de aging. Yeah, uh, him him and Clark Gregg, who who I love yeah. actually too. He's outside of Marvel franchise. I think he's a great actor. He's he's very funny. Oh yeah, and a great person. Uh, what? Did you I, met him? I, I did. I 
I don't know. You sound like you did. No, but I, he's he's good in interviews and he's a nice people person. He shows up on a lot of. <laughs> oh, I think it's Clark Gregg. Shows up on a lot of Michael Shore shows. Why not? Maybe. Uh, maybe not. Cat's <laughs> uh, uh, great. Ben Mendelsohn, uh, who plays the villain of the movie, is also great. He's got a lot of charisma, and I think he's a great British actor too. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Hanging that's up it. the movie phone. That's it. May I suggest an accelerated uh, Tron the Boards and Disc Jockeys? <laughs> oh, of course. All right. Tron the Boards. Real simple. I'm going to keep it sweet. Uh, by the time this episode is posted, this will be long gone, but APA is putting on production of Adam's <laughs> Family, uh, directed by a friend of the podcast, Stephen Collins. Yeah. yeah. Went to school with him. Really nice guy. Wow. Love the kids at APA. Uh, basically, me and Matt's alma mater. We're right across the way. Yeah. Um, they put on a good show. They're currently at the Raw Way. Well, not currently. They were past... At the Raw Waste uh, Center of oh. the Performing Arts. Now we got to oh. do the tricky thing that they yeah. do in podcasts. Yeah. Hope you got it. But <laughs> hope you got to see it. But that's my try on the boards. Basically, I made this section just for when I go see Hades Town in Oklahoma just to tell you <laughs> how they go. And they're coming up. A few weeks. We'll get there. But, you know, try on the boards. Hey, you know, I got nothing. Yep. Uh, Anything no- to plug? Nothing right now. But, yeah, we're still in the middle of uh, form rehearsals right now. Mm-hmm. Over in uh, Somerset Valley Players. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Should everyone have a maid? <laughs> everyone should have a maid. All right. He answered right in the relation to a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. So, oh. yeah, just so you know that. <laughs> Putting it I all know. around yes. the Twins, house. The all right. Everyone should <laughs> have a maid. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's going on. Uh, I think we're finished with choreo music already, which is great. And yeah, we're now we're just working all the. Uh, scene work and uh it just making sure all that timing is great because that show is all timing yes it really it's is a very funny show so yeah. come mm. check it out yeah nice. um to that i'll spin the record around i'll make up some imaginary band names that i listen to <laughs> as you two talk about music in this segment we entitled disc jockeys off to the races go ahead well i mean i i don't think i listen to much at all that's new uh yeah pretty much no new music since last time i spent this whole week listening to kexp they were doing their annual spring fundraiser and uh in doing so they counted down the top 631 songs of all time as chosen by listeners hey and uh yeah it took them the whole week to go through with that and i guess i'll just i'll, I'll put the top five here if anyone's interested where is my mind by the pixies they're right number five number four sabotage by beastie boys Number three, Love Will Tear Us Apart by Joy Division. Hmm. Two, This Must Be the Place by The Talking Heads. And one, Heroes by David Bowie. We could be heroes. I know him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a uh, friend of the show. Yeah. From hey, our uh, abysmal Labyrinth episode. He can't dispute that. Oh, yeah. hello, John. Our it's w- me. <laughs> oh. I just came down from my planet to say thank you for liking my music. Man, if he would have came down and told me that, maybe I would be a music fan more. <laughs> oh, I'm starting to feel like a spaceman. I guess that's my time. Bye-bye. A rocket man. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, you could learn how to be a music fan with KEXP. Uh, this is a station that I really like. Is that like. a story drug? No, no, that's, that's, a, um, okay. that's a radio, radio <laughs> independent radio station based out of Seattle. Ninety point three on the dial. That's also our sponsor, everybody. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> they, um, I really like this station, and if you've ever been on YouTube, you've probably seen their uh, recorded studio performances. Very high quality, and they usually invite indie artists mm. and uh, eh, classic folks probably to come through, play some stuff. It's oh. a solid station. You could live. They have an app. 
listen online, etc. Interesting. Or if you live in Seattle, uh, I don't know. What do people Which do Which we in know Seattle? you want to move to Seattle. <laughs> you know that's the goal. That's the end game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, is it my turn? Yeah, that's yeah, it for me. I don't me. got no music. All right, great. So um, I guess uh, this is someone who has a new album coming out, I guess, at the end of this month. Uh, she goes by the name of uh, Billy Ellish. Oh yeah, I've heard. I've She's heard of the name. Selling out venues. Heard of the name, yeah. You should uh, see her in a crown. You should see her in a oh, crown. Oh, she crown. Like the Netflix crown or no, no crowd. No. That's that's a title of her song. Oh. Mm-hmm. She's pretty good. I, that name sounds familiar to me. She she's a uh, uh, seventeen years old. I think she'll be eighteen by the end of this year. But, Why do uh, I know that name? Uh, I mean, she's been popping up in some things. She was on a. Uh, she has like singles that popped up in a few Netflix shows, like okay. Thirteen Reasons Why okay. and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, no, she. I I like her music. Um, only seventeen. Only seven. She's like the new Lord. <laughs> wow. I liked Lord when she first. Oh. Well, yeah. well, someone had also said where I was like, this. Uh, she's kind of paving the way for like more much younger singers like herself. There's a new uh, artist out there right now. She has her own EP called Mallrats. Uh, she has mm. uh, one of her singles is called Groceries. I'd recommend it. I think she's actually pretty good. Mm. She's around the same age. I think she's also from London. Yeah, no, quite a few musicians just doing it out of high school. Yeah, uh, look at Adele. She did it out of high school. Damn. And then she had that baby, and we don't get another record. But yeah, you know, I I like it. Uh, her first album, I like. Um, oh, man, uh, there, there's a couple things. Uh, I think it's called "Don't Smile at Me," which I think is just great. It's just it's it's really short, it's less than thirty minutes, only nine tracks on it. So. I thought you meant this song. Was yeah, like I was like, no, that doesn't sound like a short no, song at all, Mark. No, that's November Rain. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, like in the Garden of Evil. Honey. <laughs> uh, it's. I, I think. I guess she's more pop I think now she would be considered as mm. uh, she's got some pretty pretty good messages in her song uh, she's got a uh, single out for her new album called I Wish You Were Gay which is kind of like a breakup with her boyfriend kind of song where it's like she 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 basically says where it's like I wish you were gay where so it's we like, could still be friends this, no like this is a reason why oh. or it's like why we broke up not to make it seem like it was my fault uh-huh. it's, a good, it's a really cool like uh, story behind that I think or message for what have you. But uh, she has a nice quote here uh, from an interview she did. And uh, she goes on to say, because um, she works with her brother, uh, she helps, uh, or he helps uh, her write some of her music and produces it. And she goes, uh, uh, we try to write what everyone is thinking, uh, but no one says. We try to say stuff that doesn't have to be that deep. It could be something random, like, I feel sad, but you say something way deeper in a certain way that makes sense, but you haven't really thought about. And we try to be really interesting with the lyrics and really controversial. So, you know, almost as deep, but not uh, as deep in, mm. a, in a way. So I kind of respect her uh, uh, for those uh, for the kind of music that she puts out. So yeah, that's such I, a young nice. age. That's a feat. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. And so uh, this is a, a long title for her album, but uh, what comes out at the end of the month is called uh, "We." Uh, when we all fall asleep, where do we go? And that's uh, actually a lyric in one of her songs called... Uh, I think it's What Do You Want From Me? Hmm. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Or no, uh, Bury a Friend. Bury a Friend. Yeah, and the music video is up, and it's actually pretty cool. I'd, mm. I'd recommend it. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, we'll check, check out, out the album once yeah. it comes out. Uh, other band I just want to quickly talk about is a band. Uh, they've been around actually for maybe uh, 10 years, I Nickelback? Yes, that's oh. it. Look <laughs> Got at, it. Look at this photograph. <laughs> Every time. Makes uh, me laugh. It's an it's a, it's a indie rock band called The Proto Men. Are you guys familiar with this? I've Only the one from the Mega Man series. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that, John, because they... Are they an indie video game chiptune band? They are not. Oh. No chip. <laughs> well, no, I don't think any chiptune in, uh, in this band, but 
The first first two albums he- are heavily influenced by Mega, Mega Man. Wow. Mega Man. The first one, uh, <laughs> uh, basically, it's it's the tale of like. Dr. Wiley and Dr. Light, for, for those that don't know. those are <laughs> The in, incestuous relationship between the two, the passionate romance. And uh, they, it's, 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 a, it's like a rock opera, essentially. Wow. It's, it, it, every, every song is helping to progress well, the story. here I go, looking that up right after the podcast it's, is over. It's some really good shit. I'd recommend uh, you... Uh, it, rock act, opera, you act, say. Act, act one. Rock opera. <laughs> God, uh, second, <laughs> and the award for best rock uh, lobster ep- uh, joke of the episode goes to uh, Matthew Cabrera. Uh, <laughs> so they, they kind of presented as very like Orwellian in, in a way how they 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 use Doctor uh, Wiley as mm-hmm. and then or it's like the takedown of Wiley and, and uh, that's like the first album. Uh, Act two, uh, uh, that's the name of their, their their second one. Is actually a prequel to the first one. Oh, where it tells a story. Interesting naming there. Which is like the rise of like Doctor Wiley, Doctor Wiley and Dr. Light's Dr. relationship, yeah. and how that's that, how that splits, oh. and it's so epic. Yeah, one <laughs> of my artists. One of my oh, one of my favorite uh, songs from that from that album is called "Light Up the Light Up the Night." Mm-hmm. Oh, it's awesome. I'll let you listen to it right after we record this, but oh, it's, boy. it's pretty good stuff. I'd, hmm. I'd recommend it. Uh, no one knows of these guys' background at all. Oh, uh, like they, they have no next to no history, and they all use stage names. Uh, who's I want to say their lead, their front man is a name called uh, Ra, uh, Raul Panther the <laughs> Third. All the wow, other ones, all, legit to me. all the other names are taken from like. Video games or other yeah. kind of pop culture. Uh, Hawkins, Commander B, Murphy Weller, Sir Doctor Robert Backer, Shock Magnum, Gambler Kirk Douglas, Reanimator, and Kilroy. Oh. But Kilroy is like K dot L, uh, you know, mm-hmm. acronym. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, there's something else. That's I crazy. Tr- they might yeah. be still around now, uh, but uh, I love to. I love to. Invest some time and uh, see where they where they've been. So, mm, so check it out. That is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, audience, pull out your poll cards now for the bands that Jonathan Kwiatkowski made up while these two were talking about music. <laughs> the bands of today's uh, Amuse Bouche segment include Stepped on a Cat, Broken mm. Windmills, and Play with Yourself. Yeah, Ooh, mm-hmm. I like that those last are three one. bands yeah, that, that I made up especially. in my hand, right? Mm. I'm writing that one down. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Sound, yeah. SoundCloud, here I come. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so with that, is our Amuse Bouche segment done yeah. for the day? I believe so. I have, I have not nothing to add. We have no more Bouches to amuse. Do we have to tell people <laughs> who we are again? Yes, we oh, do. Oh, God. Yes. Uh, why don't you start us off, Matthew? Uh, let's see. You could find me, Matt, on the uh, XDA developer forums. I'll be rooting and resetting my Android phone. Uh, Big Mac on the XDA developer forums. Uh, all right, Mark. Uh, you can find me over on Twitter at uh, Manny Wears Hats or over on Instagram at mzebro junior. All right, I'm punk rock star of stage and scream, Jonathan Gwiatkowski at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram, Drink and Read JK on Twitter. You can follow my other anime slash studio Ghibli podcasts where we have recently watched Ponyo. Remember that movie? Oh, oh Liam, yeah. notable racist Liam Neeson's in that movie. Yes, I know, <laughs> and he's actually a pretty good character in that, in that movie. Oh, I hey, like he, that character. Oh, we're gonna have to bring that up on the episode, aren't we? Or have we already? Podcast time. Ooh. Um, well, with that, you know, um, thank you for listening and tune in to our continuation of 
Madcap Marchness yeah, in the Mad next Cap episode Marchness. where Mark gets a pick. I do. I'm looking forward to some laughs and you should too, audience. Um, good night. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>